Welcome back to Real Talk Torah, courtesy of the database of Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, where for today's issue and shir, we will be returning to the topic of the canceled Rebbe. This will be part three, or the second sequel, if you will, to what has been a very fascinating series so far, if I do say so myself. Um, but the truth is, the research that has gone into these particular shirim has been very enlightening for me. Um, that is to say that I've learned a lot through this, speaking to Rabbanim of mine and looking into various svarim and halacha to address the issue of what can be referred to nowadays as cancellation. Um, and I say this only partially cynically, but in the previous two shiurim on this topic, we took a look at what the Torah Hashgafa is on what is referred to nowadays as cancel culture. And one of the premises of the, this particular sheer topic is that whatever you're going to say in terms of American values, that does not necessarily reflect what the Torah says, and it doesn't really matter which political party you align yourself with, there are very explicit Torah sources on some of these issues. That, in fact, Chazal and the Rishonim did weigh in, for example, on the topic of from whom you're allowed to learn Torah. In the first share in this series, that was what we addressed. From whom are you allowed to learn Torah? Is there such a thing as, as quote-unquote, canceling or maybe putting in cheyrem uh, the Torah of any particular rabbi based on his conduct? And what we saw is that it wouldn't really matter if the content of that rabbi is emestic and is correct, and is pure, pure Torah, pure Chumash. But what apparently emerged from the sources, and we started with the Gemara and Moed Kutten on that topic, um, what, what emerged was that, in fact, there, there is such a thing as, as cancellation. In the second shir on this topic, we discussed a Gemara in Chagiga, a very fascinating Gemara, where we saw what looked like a stira, a contradiction to what we, to what we uh, spoke about in the first shir, in what looked like an attempt to uncancel a Rebbe, namely Acher, Elisha ben Avuya, who had been canceled, and yet Rebbe Meir was still learning from him, and we, we explored whether or not there are exceptions to the rule. Largely, we said there are not, and when I say largely, I mean like 99% not, if there's even a 1%, maybe less than 1% of, 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 of there being an exception. But I wanted to return to this topic uh, because of something that appeared in the DAF recently. It was actually yesterday's DAF at the moment of this recording, Yavama's DAF, Kuftes 109. And even though we have our, our brand new in Yana Diomi series, which this could have maybe been stretched a little bit to make a connection between the Daf and Parsha Shavuah as we consider Parsha Shlach and Parsha Korach, where we find great Talmidei Chachamim, um, the, um, ten of the Maraglim. We find Korach, who in his own right was an incredible tzaddik, and 250 in a Eda. Um, so this coming week's Parsha, Parsha Korach. So we find um, great Rabbanim going off the Darach, and who, once again, at the moment of their, um, at the, at the, you know, at the moment of their going off the dark, they, they still continue to be tamidei chachamim, and if we can classify them, if we're able to classify them as quote unquote cancelable um, rabbanim, so they, they, you know they too would be uh, in in this boat. 
But the reason why I want to focus on it is because of a fascinating Gemara that, that came up in Yavamas and a, a toast for us to go with it. So what I want to focus on for this particular share, as you might see in the title, the quote that he only has Torah. What exactly does this refer to? So again, it's a line in Yavama Sandaf Kuftes, which we'll look at soon. But one of the questions that I want to focus on for this particular shear is when we have this canceled Rebbe, is there a way, can it be that the canceled Rebbe's Torah scholarship can still earn him schar through the Torah observance of his students? Now, we already argued that if you have the choice Right, if you if you encounter a Rebbe that's 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 Lokahogan, he he does not act properly, you're not allowed to learn from him. He you know you're not allowed to make him your Rebbe. Right? The Rambam uh, comments on that Mishnah in Pirkeavos, Asilacharav, many Mafarsham comments on it, and we've quoted it in the past in this particular mini series. And we've mentioned that yeah, you're supposed to make a Rebbe for yourself. The Rambam just comments there that yes, you should make a Rebbe for yourself, and he says even if that person's not worthy to be your Rebbe. Now the Rambam himself already said in Hilchos Talmud Torah, Perak Dalit Halacha Aleph, that you're not allowed to have a Rebbe that's not proper for you. So what is the Rambam saying in uh, in Pirkei Avos? So it's not a stira; you have to just read it carefully. The Rambam says a Rebbe, in, in Hilchus Talmatarius, is a Rebbe that doesn't act appropriately, so he can't be your Rebbe. But in Perkeavos, when the Rambam said you should make a Rav for yourself, even if he's not really worthy to be your Rav, what the Rambam meant is even if he's only equal to you in stature, or let's say he's even less than you in stature, but you still have what to learn from him, so long as he's not, um, you know, Lokahogan, that he's not appropriate. Um, so, I mean, so long as he is still appropriate then you can learn from him. But the point is that across the boards, we're assuming that you can't, um, even though you, it's, it's of utmost importance to have a Rebbe, but the Rebbe that you choose makes a big difference. Um, you can have someone obviously greater than you, but the Rambam says even equal to you and even less, but not someone who acts inappropriately, someone who doesn't resemble a Malach Elohim, Malach Hashem. So we're going to look at, however, let's say a person does have a Rebbe who is off the derech, and he learns from this Rebbe. Can that Rebbe earn schar through that which the Talmud, uh, the Talmud of that Rebbe? Um, you know, if, if the Talmud of that Rebbe is doing Torah mitzvos, so maybe we assume that there's some kind of an extension, right? If you're uh, that, if you do a mitzvah, or sorry, if someone else does a mitzvah because of you, so maybe you can derive schar from that. Why not? Is there a reason to assume that the canceled Rebbe should be any different? So we're going to see how the Gemara weighs in on that conversation. And while we're here, we'll address another question in terms of whether one can survive on the basis of his Torah scholarship alone. In other words, not, I guess the, maybe the word survive is not the right word. But can one thrive spiritually on just his Torah observance? Are there limits to how much the Torah can spare you? So we'll see that addressed in this Gemara. And then in a little bit of a, um, in a, in a way of giving humor to another conversation, we're going to address whether or not this Gemara in Yavamas and Kuftas weighs in on the question of whether or not a person should have a kolel-based medrash lifestyle or not. And in that sector of this conversation, we will uh, um, address the meaning of Talmud Torah Kulam. 
Because we know that Talmud Torah is connected to Kulam Chazal say this, that there's, that Talmud Torah is in correspondence to every single other mitzvah. You put them on the scale, Talmud Torah is at least as much, if not outweighing everything else. And if that's true, so it sounds like you should go full force, full throttle into Talmud Torah. The question is then what happens with everything else? Do you just neglect it? What does Talmud Torah connected Kulam mean? So once again, and when I when I upload this share, I'll, I'll also upload it with the links to the previous two parts. Once again, the first share we asked whether or not, um, or, or from whom you may learn Torah, what's the Torah approach to cancel culture, and then part two we talked about the, the attempt to uncancel Acher. Right now we're looking at the Gemara Nivamas. So Gemara Nivamas on Daf Kuftes, which once again was this past Arab Shabbos's Gemara. The Gemara quotes a very interesting conversation, or really an interesting subject, in the name of Rabbi Yitzchak. What does the Pasuk mean when it says, Ra Aravzar, which literally means, he who serves as a guarantor for a stranger will suffer evil. And although the Gemara does not quote the rest of the Pasuk, Rashi quotes it there for us, because the rest of it is important too, even though um, it's not in the Gemara explicitly, and sometimes this happens. The Gemara will quote only part of a Pasuk with the intention of referring to the entire thing. So it says that, again, one who serves as a guarantor for a stranger shall suffer evil. The rest of the Pasuk says, But he who hates the shaking of hands, or those who shake hands, in other words, to make um, inappropriate arrangements and inappropriate deals, so he's going to be secure. So that's the Pasuk in its entirety. So says Rabbi Yitzchak, you know what this means? It means a few things. So a loaded statement that we're not addressing today, that there's apparently some evil that's associated with the acceptance and over-embracing of gerim. Now what does that mean? You can't embrace a convert? So we know that the Torah says via hafta as a ger, that you have to love you have to love converts. So um, that, that that statement has to be qualified. Um, but the way the Mepharshim understand is that there are disadvantages to, uh, to the relationship with a convert that you have to be aware of so that you can make sure you conduct yourself the right way. And we'll, we'll keep it um, at, at that diplomatic um, um, elaboration without going any further. So that's what's one matter. Then he explains, Villa Arave Shaltzion. There's a certain kind of a guarantor called the Shaltzion guarantor, something that we're not going to focus on now. But basically, the idea is it's a, it's, a, it's a guarantor who basically puts himself in a position that he's for sure going to have the money uh, drawn from him. So it's, it's, it's a bad situation. Don't, you know, don't, don't do a Shaltzion um, guaranteeing. Don't do that. Um, but the the last one, which is what we're going to focus on right now, is what the Gemara says: Ula tokea Someone who um, tokea. So the way Safaria translates, someone who confounds himself in matters of halacha. We have to explain what that means. And even the Gemara is not sure. The Gemara gives a few different explanations of what that might mean. So tokea literally means to blast. Tokea, someone who blasts himself to the to the matter of halacha. Right. So we know tokea when it comes to the shofar. So. Fine. So let's explain what this means. Let's let's, let's fast forward a little bit in the Gemara. What's Tokea Atzma Ledvar Halacha? The Tanya, as the Bryce says, Rabbi Yossi Omer, Kol HaOmer Ein Lo Torah, someone who says, I don't have Torah, Ein Lo Torah. So he doesn't have Torah. So the Gemara says, well, what does that mean? Pshita, that's obvious. Elo, no, here's what you have to you have to explain it. Kol HaOmer Ein Lo Ela Torah, someone says, I only have Torah, Ein Lo Ela Torah. 
So he only has Torah. If someone says, I only have Torah, then he only has Torah. Now, Gemara's going to ask the same, the same question. Hanami, that's also obvious. If you only have Torah, then of course you only have Torah. So now we get to the big Chiddush. Ela, no. Da'afilu Torah in lo. Someone who says, I only have Torah, says the Gemara, you're being token, Lidvar Halacha, and that means that if you say you only have Torah, you, even, you don't even have that. Again, if he only has Torah, he doesn't even have that. My time, or what's the reason? Amar of Papa, of Papa says, Amar Kra, because the Pasuk says, Belimadatem va'asisem. Right in Devarim, Perakhe Pasagal, if it says that you should learn them, and it says, and you should do them. Or Limadatem really means to teach them. But, uh, but, but the, uh, or it, it actually, no, it really means both. It's to learn and to teach. Um, um, we find that in, uh, in once again, in, in Sefer Devarim. But the point is that what? The person who has the act of doing, so he also has the learning. In other words, if you do, if you if you do mitzvos, then you have the then you get the schar for learning it too. But the reverse is also true. If you do not do the mitzvos, if you don't follow up your Torah learning with active engagement in the mitzvos, then you don't even have lamida. You don't even have your Torah learning. Now that's one opinion in the Gemara. We're going to see that not everyone agrees. But this is one opinion in the Gemara, and this is a very massive opinion, suggesting once again that someone who says, I only have Torah, I only learn, and you know, I do it as an academic pursuit. Maybe he even learns Lishma, but he doesn't do mitzvahs, he's, he doesn't keep halacha. But he's token atzmaladvar halacha, meaning he blasts himself in the learning of Torah, but that's all he does. So then we say he doesn't even have that. He doesn't even have the learning because Vilimadatem is contingent on Vaasisem. You can't just learn and not do. You have to learn and you have to do. So we'll come back to that opinion soon. And then the Gemara says, No, Vibay Sema Lolam Kida Amritu Lameikara. No, it's like what we said originally. That what? Kalomer in Loela Torah, in Loela Torah. If you only learn Torah, then we are saying that you still have the Torah. So according to one opinion, if you only learn Torah, you don't even have that. We'll call that the strictest opinion. What we're saying now is anyone who, who we're going back to the second possibility, then no, it means anyone says, I don't have anything except for Torah. So we will agree that you have your Torah. Now, isn't that obvious? So the Gemara says, What does it mean? He only has Torah, meaning he doesn't do mitzvot, he doesn't keep halacha, he's not observant in halacha, he just learns the Torah, but he has many scholars, many students who follow him. And they follow him in terms of they learn from his Torah, but they follow up with doing the mitzvot. So he has many Talmidim that do the mitzvot. So he learns, he doesn't do mitzvot, his students, they learn from him, but they do mitzvot. Samaritima, what would you think? He can at least derive a reward, a reward for himself for the mitzvahs that they do. Come Ashmalah, no. He doesn't get the mitzvah. He doesn't get the schar from just his Torah learning. His Torah learning won't get him the schar of doing mitzvahs because his Talmidim do it. Again, the Talmidim that are not even allowed to learn from him in the first place. 
That's the second possibility. And then the Gemara suggests a third possibility. We're going to drop the anchor for, uh, for uh, I would say, all three of these answers. So, so sit tight. Vibay Seima. Another possibility. What does that mean? We're talking about a judge that judges by himself. And he rule um, he, you know he he learns the sugya and uh, maybe he doesn't learn it thoroughly but he but he learns it and he starts comparing cases he starts making logical conclusions but the isle rabba velo azil mashael what does he do he has a rebbe doesn't ask him anything he just he um, you know he just st- he keeps to his own design and he tries to find conclusions completely by himself so this is apparently not good. This is being token of Allah, and apparently you don't even have, uh, and apparently all you have is your Torah learning. You get the schar for the Torah learning, but you don't get the full schar of whatever that means. That you know, this, the, the, this is the evil that's going to befall you. The evil that's going to befall you is because you didn't ask a Rebbe. A judge has to see himself, a dayan has to see himself that he has the sword between his thighs. And, and literally, hell, Gehenim is open beneath him. And that's the Gemara. So, all of this is quite loaded. We have three possibilities. What does it mean, your token midvar halacha? So, it, it means either that you only learn Torah, but you don't even keep halacha, you don't do mitzvahs, you don't even have the Torah. Or two possibilities that you do have the Torah. One is that you only have the Torah learning, but you don't get the mitzvahs um, um, you know, when you don't do the mitzvahs yourself. Because even though you have students that might be doing the mitzvos, you know, it, it, you know, it, it's severed. The, the bond is severed between you and your students. And we can consider why that should be. Why should the bond between you and your students be severed? So we'll get back to that. And the third one is we have a dayan that's not inquiring of people who know better than him. He's not inquiring of his rebbe. He learns it all by himself. Very proud of himself, but he is. Being done yechidi, as it were, like the permission Perikyavah says you shouldn't do. So, all three of these issues, once again, are loaded. I guess we'll start in order. Right, the first one, I think, is a very um, a dangerous line in the Gemara. And when I say dangerous, I mean like there's nothing about the Gemara intrinsically that's dangerous, but it's uh, the way this Gemara can be misquoted and used. Right, if someone says he only has Torah, but he doesn't have Asiyah, he doesn't do, that can be easily misconstrued and wielded as a case against Kolal, based Medrash lifestyle, which is a hotly debated topic, um, but of course there are certainly um, there's certainly poskim who not only support kolel based measures lifestyle, but they embrace it wholly for many different people. And you know, depending on where you are, depending on who your rebbe is, you should make a decision based on what's necessary for you and for your family of what kind of lifestyle you have. You're going to go to the workforce, you're going to go into chinuch, you're going to go into rabbanus, you're going to sit and learn. There is no one, I think, I, I, I don't think there, there's, a, there's a particular position out there that will say flatly that any one of these choices is completely wrong. 
Um, there are Gemaras that talk about how a majority of people um, attempted to do like Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, and they weren't able to succeed. It didn't work out for their families. Didn't work out for them personally. And then, of course, um, even and, and for those who did like Rabbi Shmuel, that they worked part of the time, they learned part of the time, so they succeeded. You could ask the question about whether or not Yechide um, Segula. So, if they're the ones that are allowed to learn and to, to learn, you know, full time, so you're allowed to choose for yourself which group you're going to be in. As long as you're doing it seriously, you're doing it with your Shemaim, you're doing it with with uh, with with with, with um, trustworthiness, then you can make that decision for yourself. But this Gemara that says that he who only has Torah, he only learns Torah, he doesn't even have his Torah, that first possibility in the Gemara, that's not talking about someone who learns for a living and doesn't get a job. That's not what the Gemara is discussing, clearly. It's discussing someone who's not observant, someone who's not doing mitzvah, someone who's not keeping halacha, which is like oxymoronic from its inception, but that's the idea. Even though Talmud Torah is connected kulam, right? Talmud Torah is the greatest endeavor you can engage in the holiest, the most pristine. This way the Ramchal puts it, and there are the Ramchal, the fourth chilek of Derech Hashem. Um, he talks about Talmud Torah. And there he says that the, the greatest form of drawing hashpa from Hashem is through Talmud Torah. One of the greatest things you can do for the tikkun of the entire creation, the entire existence, the entire universe is learning Torah. Not just for yourself, but for all of mankind and for the entire Bria. So that, that, that's Talmud Torah. Talmud Torah connected Kulam. But you can't just have Talmud Torah if you're not doing the mitzvahs. You have to do the mitzvahs. You can't learn Torah and not be observant. That's not Torah. And that's what that first line of the Gemara is suggesting. But nothing to do with uh, you know, a person's lifestyle choice other than the question of observing halacha or not observing halacha. Then we get to possibility number two, and this is where we return to the subject of the cancelled Rebbe. Because the Gemara suggests what might be a Havamina. This Rebbe doesn't keep halacha anymore. He's off the derech. Still Talmud Chacham, still, you know, he still learns, he has a Siddharim, and he's a scholar, he teaches, he loves the pursuit, he loves the endeavor. Maybe he appreciates the holiness and the Kedusha of Torah to a certain extent. And he has many students, many followers. And this, this shouldn't be so alarming. There are many, quote-unquote, rabbis out there who have many students who, when it comes to the actual observance of halacha and the rulings in halacha, they're, um, you know, they're more lenient than the halacha itself. So what about those people? Do they, is, there, is there a way that people can learn Torah from them and still get schar, and, and, and still get them the schar at least? Right, if if Acher teaches Rabbi Meir Torah, can Acher get schar for Rabbi Meir's Torah observance? So the Gemara says, no, you can't. So this bothered Tosfos. Tosfos right there, Agra. You might think he gets reward. So listen to what Tosfos asks. Tema, this is really a question. It says in the end of Yom Adaf Pezayin, anyone who is mezak, anyone who brings merit to the Rabbim, in chet ba'al yada, then a chet's not going to come um, to his hand. He's not going to falter. And why should that be? So Tosfos quotes the Gemara. The reason is explained over there. Shalom yomru harav begehenim atal mida begani. Then is it possible that the that the rabbi his the rebbe should sit in, in Gehenim while the Talmud's in Gan Eden? The Talmud who drew the Torah from him. 
So, first of all, how can it be true that the Rebbe is going to suffer when his Talmud is thriving? So that's what Tosfos says is his first question. Va'od, and a further question, it's interesting how he asks this, Va'od Kasha, Luri, to the Ri, what's the question of the Ri? Hare, Acher Rebbe Meir, Lamad Lefanov. We have Acher, and what happened? Rebbe Meir learned from him, Ephilo Hachiyat Zilatar Basra. So first of all, so, uh, Tosfos really asks a question, then he asks a question on, on his question. First question is, what do you mean that the Rebbe can't get reward? You know, the off the derech Rebbe, the canceled Rebbe, can't get reward for his Talmud's Torah observance. He's being mazaka the Rabbin by teaching them. Now, we already said that uh, they're not allowed to learn from him, but if they learn because of him and they, and they, they, they do mitzvahs because of him, so, well, you know, how, um, why should that not be a basis for him to derive reward? So listen closely. We'll get to the answer soon. Tosus's next question was, what happened to that Gemara and Yoma when it came to Rabbi Meir and Acher? A Rabbi Meir, he did fine. But he learned from Acher, Acher still went off the derech. So if Acher has incredible Talmidim, if he's being Mazaka the Rabbim, how could he have gone off the derech? So what do we make of that Gemara and Yoma? Interesting that Tosus asks it here. So Vashema, so says Tosus, maybe maybe when someone's evil from the beginning, when someone on their own is evil, when someone meaning when someone does the bad thing, so kodem before he teaches others, so hasam there lo Maybe you can't say that. Maybe you can't say that he should get reward for that. Which meaning you could be, if you're mezaka the rabbim after you go off the derech, so you can't get reward from that. If, if you're Mazaki the Rabbin before, okay, so yeah, you can get Schar and, and you know, the, the Rebbe won't sit in Gehenim while the Talmidim are in Ghanedan. If the Rebbe did all these things before the Talmidim went off the Derech. Sorry, before, before he went off the Derech, not the Talmidim, before he himself went off the Derech. Aval Hecha Shayatov Mitzchila, but says Tosos, if he was good from the beginning, Az then Vada Ein Chebar Al Yado. Right, so then, then, then in that situation, the chait's not going to come to you. You're not going to falter if you were good and you were mezaka the rabbin. But the acher, when it came to acher, mitchilasahayara, from uh, when it came to acher, the Gemara Chagiga reveals, and we spoke about this in the last uh, last year on this topic, that from the beginning he was bad because the Gemara Chagiga says in Daftes Vavam Beis Shekle Zemer Lo Pasuk Mitoch so he would play uh, and listen to, um, we'll call it Greek music or non inappropriate non Jewish music. Not only that, he was reading um, heretical books, right, even though he was enjoying the scholarly, academic aspect of it. So, Acher was already, you know, before he was off the derech, he was off the derech. And that's why he faltered. But what emerges from this Tosvos, what emerges from this Gemara, is that the cancelled Rebbe does not get the schar from his Talmidim's Torah observance, and and why and this would be true even for Acher, right? Rabbi, imagine Acher teaches Rabbi Meir, and the Gemara has discussed why Rabbi Meir might have been allowed to learn from Acher, and the way the the Nosei Kelim on the Rambam explained it, only Rabbi Meir, no one else. And my, my Rabbi of Yonason Sachs writes about this at length in, uh, in um, on, on on this very topic in uh, in, in several svarim of his. 
Only Rebbe Meir, no one else can really pull this off. But Acher doesn't get the schar for it. Why not? Because he's token atzma v'dvar halacha. He is someone who only has Torah, but he doesn't have his own Torah observance. No one can observe the Torah for you. And even if someone else is doing good things because of you, you don't get the schar. Why should that connection be severed? And I think the answer is, like we've been saying in the previous shurim, like the Rambam says, you can't have a Rebbe that's loka Hogan. He's not allowed to teach you Torah. He can't be your Rebbe. The bond is severed. You can't earn him schar. His Torah scholarship can't get him schar through his Talmud's Torah observance because his, he's not, that Talmud's not even allowed to have him as his Rebbe. The sever is uh, the bond is severed. It's cut. There is there is no connection between a Talmud's observance and this man because he's Loka Hogan. He's, he's 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 not he's not a fitting to be a rebbe. And so, if this is true, what can help this Torah scholar who's off the dark survive if he's doing things that are inappropriate? Well, there's his Torah learning, and there's his own Torah observance. The only thing that can help him is if he comes back on the dark. That's what it comes down to, his own mitzvah observance. But uh, beyond that, he doesn't have anything except the Torah that he learns. And then, of course, there was the third third explanation in the Gemara. And that third explanation in the Gemara is regarding the discussion of the Dayan, the Dayan who's not careful. And the, and the reason I focus on this point, and I, the, the reason I take this point so seriously is because this goes back to those hotly debated topics, like the one we mentioned earlier about, you know, Kolo lifestyle. When I say hotly debated, I don't really mean in, in, in mainstream Orthodox circles. I mean in more left, uh, left-leaning Orthodox, quote-unquote, circles. As we already mentioned, the Gemara earlier, when it said that we're talking about someone who only learns and doesn't do, we're not talking about someone who doesn't, you know, who's not in the workforce. The, right, the assumption here is that the individual literally doesn't do mitzvahs. He, you know, we're talking about someone who violates halacha, or someone who doesn't take lulav and wear tefillin. Nothing, nothing about you know about, about doing business. But even if there are other ma'amarim and chazal about Torah in malacha, Torah in derecheretz, the proper hanhaga for the masses, that's not being weighed in in this gemara, and. The, uh, the 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 mafarshim and the poskim discuss this issue, and you can't use and the skamara can't be wielded um, in, in 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 that in that question, and for each and for each person you know you have to have a rebbe, and not a cancelled one to help you make these decisions, and that's a point that we'll come back to before we finish, but the reason why it's so important this third part of the gemara about the dayon that learns through the sugyos but he doesn't ask a Rebbe above him. I think is something so beautiful, like when you look at these three opinions in the Gemara together, because what this part is saying is, yeah, you can learn through the Sugyos, you can find sources, and you can find sources that back what you um, want to suggest is the proper ruling, and you find halacha being played with like this all the time, where 
people obviously on a, on less of a level than these dayanim, they'll try to make their own halacha conclusions and they'll say, oh look, this Gemara supports me, that Rambam supports me. They'll, they'll, they'll pull at different Gemaras, sometimes Agadita, sometimes halacha, and they think it's going to support their agenda. And, you know, you, you can, uh, and, and, you, and you can, you can, you can do this with many things. You can do this with Parsha, you can do it with Chumash, you can do it with Psukim, you can do it with, uh, with Mishnayos. You could take a line from Chazal or from Torah, anywhere else, and you could say, look, it's supporting my view. And you could do that, and without a Mesorah, without a Rebbe that you inquire to, with, without looking above and looking at the, the, the link in the chain that's higher than you, a Rebbe that knows a little bit more than you, and then you make terrible mistakes because you didn't ask. Because, yeah, you learned through the sugya, but you just relied on yourself. You were done yachidi. And what we see is that everyone needs a Rebbe. Even a Rebbe needs a Rebbe. And what, what emerges is you can't rely on your Talmidim. And... Some, in certain circumstances, you can't rely on your Rebbe if your Rebbe is someone who is not worthy. And if you're a Talmud Chachem in your own right, not only can you not rely on your students, but you can't even rely on yourself. Because you have to always be looking upward in the Mesorah to try to latch on to the proper Hanhaga. So once again, in the first answer of the Gemara, we have the issue of you just learn and you don't do anything else. So you, you might not even have anything at all. The second suggestion in the Gemara is you're relying on your Talmudim to observe the Torah for you. There's no bond to be discussed. You don't get the schar for that. Maybe you have your Torah learning, but that's where it stops. It stops with you because you don't have Talmudim, even if you have Talmudim. Right? Acher doesn't get the schar for every mayor. And then, of course, the third is being a Dayan without doing it carefully and without looking to your Rebbe, then you're being token atzmo, levar halacha, and such evil will befall you because you have disregarded Mesorah. You have disregarded that which is so important, that which keeps the Torah alive, the Torah Schaim. And the, the theme at the end of all of this, I would say, the point is that we all have to have a Rebbe, not a canceled Rebbe, of course, but a local Orthodox Rebbe. And we have to adopt a consistent Mahalach that, that works for us, whatever the area is going to be. And this can also be done without a fuss, without coarse disrespect for entire groups of other Yidin who live differently than we do, whatever it may be. We have to ask our Rebbe. And when we are Rebbeim, we have to be following Halacha and representing it the right way and not thinking that if we're doing the wrong thing that our Talmidim can save us. And of course, we have to do our best to be you know, observance of Halacha and to reflect it properly in our actions. And we should be Zoha in that vein to keep it real, keep talking, and most importantly, keep the Torah. Thank you for joining us here at The Database.